Hey, hey, welcome in to another episode of the Dynasty Football Dominators. It's your host, Jake. Joined, as always, by Andrew. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Jake? How's it going? Doing pretty good. Watching the Cavs game, seeing LeBron struggle. Yeah, I hate it. I don't want to talk about that at all. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm done talking about the Cavs. stressing me out. This is like our game seven. We have to win this one because if we lose this one and then we're going to win at home, I don't want to have a game seven in the garden. I'm just not confident at all. Uh, so, Game seven, LeBron, he's playing puppies. Uh, I'd bet on LeBron. But I, I, I just don't want to go, I don't want to go to seven. It stresses me out. I'd rather talk yeah. about hockey than continue talking about the Cavs, though. So we got an exciting show for you guys tonight. It's our sleeper episode. We are also joined by Dave. Dave, you in here? I'm here. What's up, man? How's it going? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Absolutely. thanks for being on. So, Dave, tell us a little bit about yourself. Ah, well, I am a dynasty fantasy addict by this point. I've gone a little bit off the deep end this year. I think I've added seven dynasty leagues startups this year. Took over one orphan team. I've been playing dynasty since 2002, I think veteran wow yeah i run five of my own leagues and i have a podcast just like you guys the gut check dynasty show and uh, that's about it i got two kids and live in california nice nice so we're from everywhere i'm from ohio jake's from louisiana and we got someone from california in now so we're we're spreading it out the podcast is global now yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we recorded right. so I'll be in Budapest. We'll be international. Budapest. Nice. That's a song. <laughs> I don't know where that is, but I know it's a song. It's a glorious song. Um, let's jump into some news. How about that? Yeah, how about the only real news, which is Hunter Henry. It's like a sad violin moment, man. A lot I know a lot of people are really excited about him this year. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I had a couple of shares of him. I had him my rookie uh, since his rookie year, my rookie year too. Uh, in my, I get I call it my big daddy league, where that's the one that's been running since two thousand two, and I was so excited. I've been hurting at the tight end position for so long, and I was so excited this is going to be the year, and nope. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was very disappointing. I actually just traded for my first share of Hunter Henry like two weeks ago. So a little extra sad for me, but it's what it's whatever. I'm not really excited about any of the other guys there. Uh, I think they got like Virgil Green, um, Antonio Gates. Is, they said they weren't going to re-sign him, but now I expect that they will. Are you guys excited about anything there in Los Angeles now? Not I wouldn't say excited. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you there. That's really the only news we have for today. So if you guys want to jump right into our sleeper section. So we'll let the guest get us started off with, with one of his sleepers. Dave, give us one of your sleepers for 2018 and beyond. All right. I know these lists that I stole, like, all of your guys. <laughs> so, but my favorite uh, is Amara Darbo. I think he's going to – he has a great opportunity in Seattle with uh, Paul Richardson's leaving. 
and Jimmy Graham's leaving. There's a lot of targets to be had in that uh, in that offense. And, you know, I've been hearing good things about him from Pete Carroll. Says he's going to have a big role in the offense this year. So, fingers crossed there. I've got a ton of shares of him. Yeah, I like that pick. Even though he's from Michigan and I hate Michigan, um, I, I still like that. Uh, I, I was really surprised whenever he didn't kind of break into the league like I thought he was going to. Um, he's around 250 ADP, so that's a pretty good sleeper there. You can get him pretty late. It's worth a, worth a dart throw. Um, you got anything to add on Darbo or I think you like another guy in Seattle, don't you, Jake? Yeah, but I, I do like Darbo too. Cause he's, he's pretty cheap. Like you said, and, and there's a lot of targets to get. I also like Tyler Lockett. That was one of my sleepers equally as cheap. And he, he's had really big games before. The only thing that's really held him back has been injury. So with, with a healthy season, you could really see an explosion from him. Um, and like I said, he's really cheap, but I do like Darbo too. Yeah, I gotcha, think Lockett's gotcha. probably cheaper than Darbo right now. Probably. <laughs> He's going way too late in drafts for what he could be. Yeah. And people just gave up on him already. He's He's been injured. And, you know, he's still a uh, breakout possibility. It's definitely not over for Lockett. He's worth a flyer deep in drafts. Absolutely. Moving on to my first sleeper. Uh, with the recent news, I feel, this guy's not going to be a sleeper very much longer. Um, right now, his ADP is like 115. That's Chris Godwin uh, from Tampa Bay. So just watch his last two games from last year, and that's all you need to know. He had 10 receptions, 209 yards, and a touchdown. The dude's only 22 years old. He's already proven to the coaching staff, I guess, that he they came out and said that he's earned a starting spot. So right there, his, his stock's going to go through the roof. So – He's not going to be asleep for very much longer, but as long as he as long as he is, I'm going to be I'm going to be preaching his name. What do you guys think about Godwin? I so think he's great. He's really good. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. No, yeah. Sorry. Uh, he's yeah. I'd say yeah, he's borderline sleeper. He's it's really starting to come out that he's going to be a starter this year and he's going to put up big numbers. Yeah, That's I couldn't. Yeah, he's he's really he's really good, man. I'm, like you said, he's he's kind of on that borderline of being a sleeper and not being a sleeper, but there's plenty of plenty of pie to go around down there in Tampa Bay because Jameis throws it so much. So he can do what he does, and Mike Evans, you know, won't really affect him. I think there's room for both. He could be really good, man, and he's good for beyond 2018. Absolutely, like I say, he's only 22, which is crazy. He's younger than most of the rookies coming into the league this year. Yeah. So I love that. Speaking of Mike Evans. Man, I'm in a couple of startups, and he's, like, dropping to, like, the second or the middle of the second round mm-hmm. and startup drafts. What's up with that? Why is it everyone afraid from last year? Rec- it's mean, recency bias, I think. He was going, like, 103 last year, and now he's in, like, 203. That's – anyways, yeah. um, that's, that's nuts crazy. He's still um, young. He's still 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, stop letting him – oh, no, keep letting him slip in the second round. I'll, I mean, I'll take him. That's fine if y'all don't want him. But, um, Dave, who's your next sleeper, man? My next sleeper, I'm going to go all over my list here. I'm going to go to my uh, next favorite is Vance McDonald, tight end for Pittsburgh. He didn't have much of a season his first year in Pittsburgh last year. They traded for him. But if you watch that last playoff game, he had like 10 receptions. Things were starting to click with him and Ben. He's being drafted like 
you know, tight end 18 or 20, but that's an explosive offense. And he's clearly going to be the go-to guy there for, you know, at least among the tight ends, he's going to beat out Jesse James for sure. I think he's got the possibility, the upside of being a top 10 tight end this year. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Steelers fan, so you don't have to convince me there. I'm really nothing but good things. Yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a Steelers fan. It's actually closer to Pittsburgh than it is to Cleveland for me. So I'm in that weird spot in Ohio. But yeah, I love Vance McDonald. What about you, Jake? How you feel about him? Oh, that's a great call. That was a guy I probably would have put on my list too. His his upside is 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 big time. Totally agree. You got a tight end for us now, Jake. Since we'll stick with tight end. Yeah, and he's pretty cheap. He's going in like the. 12th, 13th, 14th round, depending on your format. But it's ASJ is a really talented player that a lot of people have been kind of waiting for for a while. But um, we saw flashes last year on a less than stellar offense. And even though I don't love Blake Bortles, there's just a lot of opportunity there. And he's in the middle of the field where the easy throws are, big body. So touchdown upside is really high, I think. I, like I even it. like Blake I like Bortles. It. He's good yes. for fantasy, man. He really is. I just hate on him. He's a good. <laughs> I love Blake Portals. Yeah, I like ASJ. Um, I have him in a ton of leagues. I owned Tell him in a, a lot of leagues. A lot of leagues last year. He was a sleeper for me whenever he was suspended the beginning of the year. Yeah, I was scooping him up off waivers like every league, and I'm still holding on to him. So I love ASJ. I love him. Um, I'll go ahead and move on to to my tight end. Uh, Kittles and Bits, George mm-hmm. Kittle, uh, San Francisco, pretty much. I mean, all I have to say about him is he's a pretty good athlete. He's young, and he's in an up and coming offense. I'm interested to see what him and him and Jimmy GQ can do together. He didn't really have any opportunity at the quarterback position last year, and he still sh- showed some some flashes. Um, he's a tight end streamer for me a couple weeks, and he did pretty decent. So I'm pretty excited to see what he can do. Um, another year in that offense and with an actual quarterback this year. Yeah, for sure. I I was in a, one of my dynasty leagues. Uh, my buddy was joking around with me because I have, I think, Jesse James was my only tight end. He's like, what are you going to do at tight end? I traded away um, Jimmy Graham in the offseason. And I was like, oh, Jesse Wade, I got a plan. I got a plan. You'll see. My plan was to get Vance McDonald. Uh, but then somebody offered me uh, – Kittle for a third round pick, and I jumped on that Hell so yeah. bad. Oh man, that's a yes. steal! I can't stand Jimmy Graham this year. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm still seeing him super high in everyone's rankings. Like, yeah. not I mean, not like dynasty, but like redraft. Everyone has him as like a top four tight end. Like, I just yeah. I don't get it. Wait till yeah, the sun is. <laughs> Graham is, oh. is uh, in my doghouse. I had two leagues where I was desperate for a tight end, and I traded. I overpaid for him, like first-round pick in two different leagues, and then at the end of the season. And then he goes out and scores me a grand total of, like, two-tenths of a point over two weeks. Worst. Uh, yeah, he's um, he might have a year left in him. That's all I'm giving him, though. Who's your next sleeper, Dave? My next sleeper, uh, Ito Smith, probably next on my board as a guy that I just love. I picked up everywhere. He's not going to do much. You're going to have to hold on to him for a while for another year. But he's 
going to take over Tevin Coleman's role. Tevin Coleman's going to leave after this season. He's going to be a free agent. And Edo Smith's going to take over that that second running back in Atlanta in that offense. Yeah, if you could get on get in on the Edo and before everyone knew his name, man, you got to steal cuz I mean, you could get him in the last round of of rookie drafts. So now his his value's creeping up there a little bit. Um, some of the people who aren't attached as much as we are to Dynasty know his name now. So, yeah, that, I think for the most part, people are, are realizing what he's going to be. But that's that's a good pick there, man. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on Edo, Jake? Yeah, I've already drafted him twice, so that kind of tells you how <laughs> I feel about him. There's oh, yeah. a lot of upside there, especially with Tevin after this year being out of there. Um, my next sleeper is Cam Meredith. He's a guy that we've seen really good flashes from him before, and his price is depressed right now because of an injury. And it was a major injury, but he's had a lot of time off, and he just so happened to land in, like, the best offense ever. I may or may not be a Saints fan and be biased a little bit, but the opportunity that Cam Meredith has is just huge. And he's still pretty young. He's a really good athlete. He's big. I think Drew Brees can really make him something special. So uh, I think he's got wide receiver two upside potentially. Mm, wide receiver two. I gotcha. I loved him last year until he got hurt. I owned him in a lot of places, then he got hurt, and I just cried, and I dropped him in a lot of places. Think about uh, think about Cooks and Michael Thomas or Cooks and Snead. I mean, oh, Drew Brees sustains two wide receivers. Like, he does it. Last year he didn't, but I'm expecting just the passing game in general in New Orleans to, to be better this year. I don't hate it. Dave hates Cam, though, right? Me? I don't know. I was just, I was just saying. No, <laughs> no. Like a... I, I like him. The leagues, I'm for good things. Just so I can turn a profit off of that guy. But yeah, gotcha. especially in New Orleans. Yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good fit for him. I think. Um, next guy on my list, I'll go with a rookie wide receiver. Um, it's my boy, Anthony Miller. I think he went to a prime, prime landing spot there in Chicago. I heard reports today that they're going to put him in the slot. So if he can run the slot there in Chicago, I think, I mean, call me crazy, but I think he could lead, lead all rookie wide receivers and fancy points this year and full PPR. Cool. So might be a hot take there, but I love Anthony Miller. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I like him a lot too. Uh, I have other rookies ahead of him, but he, there's not much of a gap between him and the big guys like Cortland Sutton and D.J. Moore, in my opinion. Yeah, I like him too, man. That's a good call. And he's got a good opportunity there. They came out and said he's going to be the slot guy, right, from day one? Yeah, so, yeah, that's what they. That's what just came out today. So, I mean, that, that just moved him up even more. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. He's going to get peppered with targets, I think. Who's your next sleeper, Dave? My next sleeper, uh, I'm going back to the well for my favorite sleeper from what two years ago tyrell williams you i mean think mike williams what's that <laughs> you mean mike williams you said his first no. name wrong no <laughs> i think tyrell williams is going to be the one that's going to profit i don't i just don't see anything happening with mike williams i don't really think that's um, yeah i don't think he's really going to be that good i think tyrell williams is Still going to be the number two wide receiver over there, and he's going to pick up a little bit more Henry. 
well, he's definitely a lot cheaper than Mike Williams, so I can't argue with you there, but I like Tyrell. I like I'm a Mike guy. What about you, Jake? Yeah, I'm a Mike guy too. There is a lot of upside with Tyrell. I just I like Mike a little bit more just because I think he's gonna be a red zone weapon, especially without Hunter Henry. Um and Keenan hogs so many targets. So it's it's gonna be one or the other. I don't think there's room for both. We'll see. But Tyrell is way cheaper, so definitely don't Yeah, he's going like He's going like 190 right now overall, and Mike Williams is going 115. So he's quite a bit cheaper. So I get that. point here is Philip Rivers has shown that he will go for the guy he's most comfortable with over the guy who's better. And we saw that last year with him. <laughs> kept beating Antonio Gates, even though Henry Hunter Henry was the better tight end at that point. Gates was – Low as molasses. This is true. This is true. Who you got next, Jake? I like Naheem Hines. I think he, first of all, he's just really explosive. He's really good catching the ball. He runs good routes. And he went to a place where I don't think they have a true three-down back. I know there's a lot of people out there that love Marlon Mack, and I like him, but I don't think he's going to be just a 300-touch guy. I think there's going to be another person involved, and Naheem Hines is the one. If Andrew Luck is back especially, I mean, he he could be really good, man, similar to Tariq Cohen last year, that type of player. Yeah, I don't hate it. They um they didn't bring anyone else in, and Marlon Mack apparently had off-season surgery, so that helps his stock. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't hate that pick. Um, I don't – I just never – I don't own any Neheim – Neheim – Neheims. I don't own any Neheim Hines for some reason – but I don't mind that as a sleeper. How do you feel about Hines, Dave? I like it. I've got a bunch of shares of him. I really like that one. He's got a big opportunity there, and he's just such an explosive player. He's just blazing fast. I'm jealous. I'm the only one with no Hines shares over here. He's fast. Just know that. He can catch the <laughs> ball really well. He's very fast. Well, I was going to talk about Tariq Cohen, but apparently I'm not allowed because everyone knows – that he's not a sleeper anymore. So that's fine. So I just moved on. I dug a little deeper. I'm going to go with Kenneth Dixon. I like uh, it. Running back, running back out of Baltimore. Um, put all the, you know, off the field. First of all, he's had a ton of off the field issues, and the Ravens have still kept him. They could have easily cut him. So obviously they see something in him. Um, his rookie year, he averaged uh, almost four and a half yards a carry. So, I mean, he's shown signs to be a you know one or two even a three down back the thing I like the most out of Kenneth Dixon I think is that they didn't re-sign Alex Collins so he's a free agent after this year so they don't really have anything tied up in that backfield and Dixon isn't a free agent until 2020 so I think if he shows any life whatsoever then they'll let Alex Collins walk and Kenneth Dixon will be the guy next year and he could very well share the backfield this year so I like Kenneth Dixon. What do, you, what do you guys think about him? I hope you're right. I drafted him in a startup last year, and it was it was the worst draft I've ever had. Every single <laughs> player, <laughs> I did get Todd Gurley, but other than that, everybody else I got, had Amari Cooper, Des Bryant, uh, Dante Moncrief, Jordan Matthews. It was just a true draft. 
And the only thing that can save it is, you know, somebody like, uh, you know, Kenneth Dixon turning it around for me uh, would say that. Amir Abdullah. I had Amir Abdullah as well. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, that's not great, man. But uh, I think Kenneth Dixon does have <laughs> – a lot of potential. You're so man. nice. That was that was fucking <laughs> awful. And you're like, yeah, that's not, that's not great. I mean, he's our guest. He's our guest, man. You know. Oh, but, sorry. I've oh, had bad drafts too. <laughs> it all looked so good a year ago. That, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. A lot can change. A year ago, yeah. That that just goes to show you a ton can change. Yeah, I like that call though, man. My next sleeper is a, a rookie wide receiver too, and that's that's Dante Pettis. And it's, it's clear that San Francisco was going to get a wide receiver this, this offseason. We thought it was going to be Sammy Watkins or Allen Robinson or somebody like that. Um, it was Dante Pettis. So I'm not a huge fan of the player, but I'm a huge fan of the opportunity that he has. I like Jimmy G. What do you guys think about him? I like that they tra- – didn't they trade up for him? Yes, they did. I like that. It's going to take a little bit of time with him. Marquise Goodwin and the Pierre Garcon are pretty entrenched there, and they're good players. They're both good players. So I don't think Pettis is going to have a big rookie season, but he definitely has a future in that offense for sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, it was surprising how early he got taken, though. He got taken over a lot of other guys that that I had higher than him but then I started looking and a lot of the NFL scouts they had him super high so obviously I don't know what I'm doing and these <laughs> NFL scouts they get paid to do it no and the front office there in, in San Francisco no so yeah I like that pick who's your next guy Dave my next guy this is I don't know if this is still counting as a sleeper uh, but I love Corey Clement Mostly because I hate Jay Ajayi. Yes. But, yeah, I really love Corey Clement to be the starter, if not by the end of this year, by the start of next year, that he's going to be the the guy in Philadelphia. Uh, Yeah, we we know how – well, Andrew knows how I feel about Corey Clement. And uh, our last episode, we had a hashtag, like, trade Jay Ajayi or free – I don't know. Yeah, sell Jay Ajayi. Because uh, yeah, it's, it's all about Corey Clement. Man. It's all about him. He's going to be yeah, good. Corey Clement, Corey Clement and Darren Sproles, by far. Uh, I don't know about <laughs> that one. <laughs> Who Who's you your got next, next Jake? Oh, okay. I'll go. I'll go. That's fine. Um, actually, I think I have – yeah, I've got Elijah McGuire. It's kind of gross, just a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the running back for the New York Jets. The One of the reasons why I like him is they brought in Isaiah Crowell, and that's it. And Isaiah Crowell is gross. They have Bilal Powell. He does, he's like almost 30. He's not – I don't care about that. Um, McGuire's shown flashes last year. And, you know, with Sam Darnold coming in, I think they're really going to look to turn everything over. And I think Elijah McGuire has a very good possibility of being that guy in New York. Um, you can get Elijah McGuire. His ADP is like – around like 210. So, I mean, if, if you go zero RB and you're looking to just load up with running backs deep, he's one of those guys that I would target. 
Yeah, I like him, man. Um, no, I was going to say, apparently no one else <laughs> likes Elijah Maguire. Not a so, huge fan um, we'll just, of him we'll or... Uh, him or... Um, just... Yeah, him and Crow are both kind of, you know, average. Blau Powell's kind of average, but he's the youngest of them all, and he did flash exactly. a little bit last year, so... It's a yeah, good, it's a good pick. Like, he had like 100 rushing yards against the Jags, so best defense in the league, so he flashed a little bit. I like him. Yeah, my uh, my sleeper running back is Rex Burkhead, which I know a lot Go of people ahead. like him, but uh, for some reason his his ADP doesn't like reflect that people like him or claim to like him. Um, Sonny Michelle is is a good football player, but I don't think he's gonna be. First of all, I don't think Bill Belichick would have a three down back anyway, but I also don't think that's gonna be his role. Burkhead last year was like unbelievable for the, a six game stretch. I mean, he was like a RB two. And he got hurt. Deion Lewis got his shine. Um, I think Rex can still be good this year and be a solid flex option, and he's super cheap. See, Burkhead's stock, like, started to rise, and as soon as it started to rise, they drafted Sony Michelle. And now so it's just plummeted again. Yeah. So, and I'm fine with that. He's a guy that I like to get cheap. Like, I don't think I could have afforded – like, say they wouldn't have drafted someone, I couldn't have afforded to have owned any Burkhead and like, a startup or a redraft. So, I like him here. How do you feel about Burkhead, Dave? I, I'm torn on this. I have one share of Burkhead, but I have two shares of Sony Michelle, and I'm really hoping that Sony Michelle becomes, you know, the first feature back in New England since what Lawrence Maroney. Because yep. I really need running back help in the league that I got Sony Michelle, <laughs> but uh, I I like Burkhead. I think he's really talented. I think he was underused in Cincinnati. I think it was. Um, Jeremy Hill is the worst. And and, and so what's up with Belichick and Cincinnati running backs? It's it's got Corey Dillon, then Rex Burkhead, and then now Jeremy Hill. It's weird. Collusion. <laughs> Collusion. They do That's cheat. That's all it is. That's all it is. Just a bunch of cheaters. So I think I think Dave and I have two more each. So if you want to rattle off your two, Dave, and then, then I'll give mine. I have uh, Mark Walton. Who's, speaking of Cincinnati? Yeah, speaking of Cincinnati, who, you know, the, the future New England Patriots running back, Mark Walton. <laughs> He's, he, I pair him up with Ito Smith as a guy who's probably not going to do much this year, but you know, because somebody else is going to leave, and in this case it's going to be Gio. Gio's going to be gone in 2019, and Mark Walton's going to take over Gio's role there. And my my newest sleeper crush is uh, Dalton Schultz, tight end for Dallas. I'm hearing that he's going to win the starting job there. And you I can really get like him that. for like nothing. Yeah, he's not even in the ADP data yet. So that's that's real deep. So that's I like deep. that. <laughs> that's real deep. So I like that. Had you heard of Had you heard of Schultz, Jake? Uh, I heard of him, but I, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said I knew anything about him, but there's clearly an opportunity <laughs> there. I mean, uh, I know there's a lot of people on the Rico Gathers train. I was kind of on Schwamm. it, but I gave up on that. But uh, he's if he's going to win the starting job, man, he is he's somebody you need to grab. Yeah. Yeah, who's ever the, who's ever the starter there is, is going to get work, obviously. So I really like that pick. I I'm going to pick him up in a couple of weeks. So, thanks for that, man. You're um, welcome. My last, my last two, I've got Quincy Anunua, 
uh, wide receiver out of New York. I'm sticking with the Jets. I'm not a Jets fan, I swear. Uh, one of the reasons why I like the Jets' offense in total is because Sam Darnold, I'm pretty sure he was the youngest quarterback in the class, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I really like Sam Darnold. So I think that just helps the entire offense. And obviously it's going to help the, the wide receivers. They didn't really draft a guy. Robbie Anderson's probably going to get arrested for something else. Um, they don't have anyone else. So I know Quincy's coming off that neck injury, but his ADP super low. So I like him picking him up as like a wide receiver five or six. What do you guys think about Quincy? And I just love saying his name, Quincy and Dunwa. It's just so fun. You're right about that name. <laughs> That's sure. the only thing I'm right about. <laughs> no one else. No one else likes Quincy and Nunez. It's fine. It's fine. I'll, There's I'll a lot on to... in that Jets offense right now. Yeah. Nobody yeah. any role for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shit show. He was pretty good Who a couple of years ago, though. It was a year before last, or whenever it was. Yeah. He he flashed yeah, he had... a little bit. He had like 60 receptions, 850-some yards. They got Terrell so, Pryor, though, man, so it's over for him, right? Uh, this is true, but he's only there for like one year. So he'll go catch 18 touchdowns, 2,000 yards, and then Quincy Nunez will step in. Sounds legit. So um, my last guy before um, – I'm just going to make everyone throw up here. Um, it's Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> so, so I'm talking like super flex, two QB leagues, obviously. He's not – you don't own him in a one-quarterback league. That's that's gross. But just look back to 2015. He had 4,200 passing yards, um, 24 touchdowns, only 12 picks. I said only because that's still kind of a lot. But if I throw only in front of it, it doesn't seem like as much. The main reason why I love Ryan Tannehill is because of his backup. You know who his backup is? Uh, no, I actually don't. <laughs> it's Brock Osweiler. So – so he's going to be the starter for at least a year, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, so why not? I mean, for some reason, for some reason they love him in Miami. I don't know why. I didn't. I don't really like him that much. But I mean, the Dolphins are going to suck. They're going to be getting murdered in a lot of games. He's going to have to throw the ball. So why not in two QB leagues? Throw him out there. What do you think about about Ryan Tannehill, Dave? Well, I was a polite guest for the McGuire and the Nunwa. <laughs> I, I can't with Tannehill, man. I'm going to have to hard disagree on that one. That guy, this is a sleeper episode. This is sleepers, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. We got a starting quarterback as a sleeper, and that just says what the world thinks of Tannehill. <laughs> exactly. Everyone hates him. So I'm just trying to. Whoa. I guess I got I, I to jump on the Ryan Tannehill train. This is gross. There there may may be a reason why everyone hates him, you know? Yeah, he, pro- he probably sucks. But, but Osweiler sucks, too. So, I mean, that that is – Exactly. That's a pretty shitty situation. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tannehill's gross, man. I mean, he's super cheap, though. Super flashy. You got to draft him. I heard this story about Tannehill, like, three years ago where the – uh, the head coach was telling the defensive coordinator to ask his defensive backs to stop picking off so many passes in practice. <laughs> That's where I'm like, nope, done. Sell them everywhere. <laughs> no. So you guys would agree that he's a sleeper, though. 
sleeping on him. So, about that? so everyone can sleep on him. All him everywhere. <laughs> That's about as sleepy as you can get. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. So we're gonna let Dave go. Um, we want to thank Dave for coming on the on the podcast. It was a pleasure having you on, man. Um, yeah. Hey, thanks I, for having I, me. Let me know when this goes up. I can tweet this out. You'll be on again after you guys lose in that pod league. So, oh, <laughs> burn. Um, why don't you give everyone your your Twitter your Twitter handle and tell them your podcast Twitter handle as well? I am at Who Is Dave T on Twitter. Our podcast handle is at Gut Check Dynasty. My co-host Mike Murphy runs that account for me and. Uh, our podcast is the Gut Check Dynasty Show. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We just like to talk shit about football and make dumb jokes. I got you. You will get eight more listeners thanks to this podcast. So you're welcome for that. Bring up to nine. All right, man. It was a pleasure having you, man. You take it easy, okay? Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Have a good one, man. All right, bye. What up, what up? This is part two of this episode. I'm going to do some deep stashes, man. You ready to get into it? Yeah, what's going on, man? Hey, before we get into our deep stashes, just want to remind everyone to subscribe on iTunes and hit us up with a review. Let us know what you think. And also follow the show at DF Dominators on Twitter. Yeah, please hit us with the reviews because I don't think we have very many of those. No, I think, limited. Yeah, I think we have like two. I'm not going to say the two people who left the review. So let's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into some stashes, man. Who's your Who's your first deep league dynasty stash? So this isn't very deep, so I'm going to start with him, okay. and that is Tevin Coleman because even though he's not deep, he's not one of those elite guys that you have to draft in the first three rounds. You know, he's relatively cheap. What's the sixth, seventh round ADP, uh, which is not terrible. Um, that's the guy you want to get, man. 2019, when he leaves there and he goes to the Colts or he goes to the Steelers or wherever that is, like we've seen how good he is. We've seen how talented he is. He, he could really explode. He puts up RB1 numbers when Freeman's not playing. So I'm really excited about him, man. I'm trying to what do you think about him? Oh, I love Tevin Coleman. We talked about him a little on the last episode, and yeah, if he goes to the Steelers, oh, I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be so stoked. But yeah, his ADPs. Um, what I'm looking at right now, it's 87. So I mean, you can get him still. That's a pretty good price next year at this time. You're not gonna be able to get him at 87. 37. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I like that. Um, not really deep, so I won't go super deep. Here either I'm gonna go with kind of a similar guy, um, and and Tevin Coleman, and being in his last year of his contract, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Duke Johnson. His ADP is actually 92, so literally almost the same dude. Um, I like Tevin Coleman a little more, obviously, but I think you're able to acquire Duke Johnson um, cheaper than than Tevin Coleman, a lot cheaper actually. Whenever you're mm-hmm. talking about trades and stuff. So, because, you know, Nick Chubb, they just drafted him. Um, Carlos Hyde's there. People forget that he's he's leaving after this year. And some, at least one team's going to think that he can be he can be a good back. I mean, just watch his tape. He's a good NFL running back. He's been an RB, too, with the Browns. So, I like Duke Johnson. How do you feel about him? 
when you think about Miami football, do you think about good football players? Absolutely. Well, he is the all-time leading rusher <laughs> at that football university. Over Frank so, Gore, over I know he Willis has McGay. like he has this Clinton Portis. Clinton like Portis. The, the stigma on Duke Johnson is that he's a pass catcher, and he is he is that like he is amazing. He can play slot receiver. He's that good. He can run the ball too, man. Like I, I really think he has. He could be a three down back. It, we'll probably never get to see that day, but. Hey, we said the same thing about Jack McKinnon, though. Exactly, so, and that's a I good mean, comparison. Like, and once Jarek McKinnon either he's going to soar or he's going to flop. Yep. If he flops, San Francisco would be an excellent spot for Tevin Coleman or Duke Johnson to really explode. And like you said, he's cheap, man. And he is – for the production, he was an RB1 last year, first of all, in PPR. I know that's probably not repeatable, but, I mean, he's super cheap, man. He's not priced as an RB1 or even an RB2 in a lot of cases. So, I love that one. Who you got next? My boy, Traquan Smith. I know earlier in this episode I talked about Cam Meredith. I like Traquan Smith too, man. The opportunity is there. Um, it's probably going to be one or the other, to be honest, but with the price you have to pay, they're, they're both worth it. He's, he's really explosive. It's, it's, it's really just an opportunity, man. We, we've seen what – I don't think he's an excellent receiver – We've seen Breeze sustain two wide receivers before in the top 20. It's just the offense, man. Anybody that goes to the offense is going to have my attention, and uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. We'll say yeah, it's any- like late second round in rookie drafts too, third round. Yeah, anytime Sean Payton drafts somebody in the third round, you got to pay attention. I mean, he obviously sees something. Um, the thing I like the most about Traquan Smith is, you know, he's a national champion, man. Exactly. Come from UCF, the national champions of last year. So, yeah, Soon to be I'll, a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I like that pick. Sticking with the Trays, I'm going to go with Trey Quinn. So this is a little deeper. Um, he's Mr. – what do they call it? What's the last pick of the NFL draft? Irrelevant, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. Dude from SMU. Um, he's just kind of like – He's yeah. He's just a he's kind of an average dude. He doesn't blow you away with anything. I think he's like six foot, runs like a four five five. Um, he's got great ball skills though. He's got good route running. So I think he's a pretty good fit with a guy like Alex Smith at quarterback. Um, he's a stash because he's not going to go in there and get any work with Jamison Crowder and Josh Doxson and Paul Richardson. But if one of those guys get injured which, you know, I'm pretty sure – I know Doxson and Crowder have had an injury history. I don't know about Paul Richardson. But, I mean, if someone – all it takes is one injury. So, he's a guy to, to stash if you have an, an empty roster spot. He's, he's one of those guys that I would, I would look to pick up. Yeah, I like that, man. All, actually, all three of those wide receivers are pretty injury prone. That's, that's, that's what's really kept Paul Richardson from exploding the last couple of years. That's what I thought. So, I mean – yeah, if one of them go down, and definitely if two of them were to go down, I mean, he'd be, yeah. Is that he'd, the most injury-prone team in the NFL? Because they got Chris Thompson, too. And Jordan Reed. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, they, they, they take the cake. Yeah. They take the cake. And Samaje sure. P. Ryan had injuries last year. Oh, he sucks. So. And Rob Kelly. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
And if I knew any of their linemen's names, I guarantee you they were on the injury report. I think their entire offensive line was out last year. They had, like, grocery baggers. <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I'm going to give you one of my favorite stashes. This is a guy I'm trying to get in every league that I'm in, Ian Thomas. Greg Olson soon to be, like, doing broadcasting and shit like that. Uh, I love Cam Newton, love the offense. He loves tight end. Ian Thomas is one of the fastest tight ends in this class, and there's just a lot of opportunity there, man. Greg Olson, what, maybe one more year? Possibly two. I know he signed an extension, but there's always an out. I, yeah, I don't I know, man. Some... There's It's a deep stash. It's going to be a couple years, but he's worth it. I like that. Um, anytime you bring up a, a Big Ten guy, then I'm going to like it. He's from He's from Indiana, so – I like Ian Thomas. I like everything you said about about Greg Olson. You know, there's it was only like three weeks ago that everyone was saying that he was kind of going to retire or whatever, and then he signed a two year or a year extension. So I'm fine with that. I like Ian Thomas. I think two years from now, at the least, um, that he's going to be he's going to be a viable fantasy asset. So I like that as a sleeper. The next guy I have on here is going to be. I'll go with Darren Sproles. Um, I know I've talked about him a lot. I feel like I haven't said Darren Sproles' name in like a year and a half. And the past two weeks, I've said it probably 300 times. <laughs> so I just want that to be in the back of your head. Whenever you're cruising your waiver wires, you have an empty roster spot. Just remember Darren Sproles. You know That's that, y- that Yanny, and, Yanny and Laurel thing? <laughs> yes. When you say Darren Sproles, I hear Corey Clement. I don't hear. <laughs> I don't hear Darren Sproles. I mean, he's not going to be Corey. He's not going to be anything more than one year. But you know, I'm just saying, like, if your team's stacked, he's just a, a nice little insurance policy for in case one of your guys goes down or two or three of your guys go down. So, no nah, man, know. he's you know I give you shit about him. His for his price, he he definitely is worth three. Yeah, <laughs> you might not even have to draft him. So, I know. Uh, my last guy is Kyle Loletta, and I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I watched this guy play a lot or anything like that. You didn't watch Richmond this year? No, I'm afraid not. But <laughs> pe- people I trust had this guy around their top five. Uh, some of some people I trust had him ahead of Josh Allen, which we know how we most people feel about Josh Allen. But being in New York He's with stud. Eli, man, who who is you know. Who knows how long Eli's going to play or how good Eli's going to be. But I do know what Eli, the weapons that Eli has, and that could one day be Kyle's. So sign me up. Like, that's pretty much all it comes down to. It's, any quarterback should be able to thrive when you've got weapons like that. Absolutely, yeah. Kyle Luletta should be owned in every single league. Absolutely. Um, like you said, like, I mean, I don't really care about his – his college stats or anything. All I know is he went to Richmond. Um, I think he's like six four. Like he's a bigger dude. Um, he should be owned as well as Davis Webb. I think both of those guys should just be owned. Um, if you have, it'd be nice if you had both of them, honestly, because then you're almost guaranteed to have Eli's predecessor, which would be super, super nice. Which is with all those weapons. Which is like similar, uh, similar to your last sleeper or stash. Exactly. It's my boy, Mason Rudolph. So the Steelers traded up to get this guy, and the Steelers have a great draft pedigree, so I believe in them. Um, he gets to sit behind 
a Hall of Fame quarterback for, you know, however many years he wants to play, which I don't think is going to be very long. <clears throat> He's had a lot of injury history too, so I wouldn't be surprised he goes down in week five this year. So, yeah, Mason Rudolph is one of those guys that I've been targeting after those big names go in rookie drafts, um, the Josh Rosens and the Sam Darnolds that you have to pay a lot for. Man, get get Mason Rudolph and, and Superflex and two, two QBs in particular because he's going to be the quarterback of the future for the Steelers. And, I mean, they just drafted James Washington, who I think is going to be a stud. Juju's already a stud. Antonio Brown has has a lot left in the tank. So that offense is going to be good for years to come. So why not get the quarterback of the future? Why not? Yeah, it's probably going to be a year, maybe two, and he's going to be off to the races, man. He's a big dude, throws a good deep ball. He's got his favorite college receiver with him. I love he's got that. My favorite, great. my favorite young receiver is with him. And then probably, you know, arguably the best receiver in the game is with him for – I expect the next five years at least. We'll see how long he lasts. But, I mean, even even if Lev Bell is not there, which I obviously don't expect him to be there, um, he's going to be able to succeed, man. Just Or he's at least going to have a big-time opportunity. And I definitely don't think Landry Jones is the answer. So, yeah, I'll take Mason Rudolph all day. Yeah, he was um, – I know a couple of Steelers execs said, like, if he were to come out, you know, any other year except for this year. Because this is a pretty – deep QB class that he would probably be a first round pick. Oh yes. Yeah. So so I like that. He's only he's only twenty two years old as well. So he's got plenty of time, so don't worry about, you know, him having to set two or three years. I mean, how long did, did Jimmy GQ set? I think three and years. He's still he's still only twenty twenty six, right? Mm-hmm. And look at how high his stock is. So I mean I wouldn't worry too much about that. Like like I said, he's a stash. So I mean if you have a taxi squad, that's great. You're not going to be able to use him probably for a while, but I think he's worth holding on to for sure. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, looking at this startup that we're both in, this league that I just started up today, and uh, Tevin Coleman just went in the fifth round, man, 504. Oh, dude, I was targeting him this round. I was targeting too. Marvin Jones. Why don't we just do a quick overview of our roster so far? Let me, uh, let me find your team. What are you, bronze playing or something like that? Bronze playing. So you got Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Jarek McKinnon, and Michael Thomas, who somehow always ends up on your team. How you feel about that? I, uh, it was weird. Um, so I drafted from the ten hole, and I got Michael Thomas ten overall. Obviously, I was I was really excited about that. So the turn came, and I had to choose between Mike Evans, Deshaun Watson, and and Carson Wentz. I really, really wanted to go Mike Evans, but in a super flex, I had to. Had to lock down a quarterback, so I went Carson Wentz. This is my first share of Carson Wentz, so I'm going to hop in on that train. And then on the way back through, Jarek McKinnon was like the last running back that I really loved. There's a lot of wide receivers that I liked, so I went him. And, of course, all the wide receivers went. So <laughs> I went I went with my second quarterback. I love Jared Goff. So I think I have a solid – Solid two young quarterbacks, and I'll figure the rest out, man. I'll figure the rest out. I don't hate it. Yeah, I have um, – if you would have told me yesterday that I started my draft like this, I would not have believed you because it's very weird. Uh, first of all, I took Saquon at 108, which I'm fine with. I just didn't expect to do that. That's a good price for him. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't expect it, you know. But came back around the Superflex and grabbed Deshaun Watson for – I'm in another startup right now at the same time. Also got Watson in that one, so – 
I'm kind of worried about that. I don't like having too much of one player, but he's obviously really good. Then I got my boy Geis in the third round. Had to reach for him, being in the league with all these Louisiana fellas. And I traded back too, man. Traded out of the fourth round back to the fifth round and got a first-round pick next year. I'm going to have three picks coming up here in the fifth round, sixth round area. So hopefully I can make some hay there. That's that's all I got right now, though, those three. I like that I like that trade, though. Um, I think I'm about to try to make a trade because I was just looking and seeing who I was wanting, and there's one guy who stands out to me that I really want to pick up. And then I looked and I saw that you're ahead of me and you're totally going to take him. So probably just going to try and trade back here. Yeah, I really need a receiver, man. Like, like desperately bad. So I'm, I'm kind of, I need to get one. Yeah, you do. If you should totally get a receiver, I did not even think about that. I might not trade back. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. Targeting. I'll go ahead and tell you who I'm targeting. Derrick Henry's still on the board right now. So oh, I'm not going to take him away from you, man. I You'll know, be that's, good. That's what. Oh, that's I'm what actually I, one I pick away. Ronald Jones just went now. Oh, man. So, uh, if you want to – we can try to hang around here for a minute and see if yeah, I can we'll get a see. live pick on the air. But, dude, if I could – if he, if Derrick Henry could stay till 5'10", we're at 5'07 right now. You don't need a running back by any means. Who else? Who's this guy? T-Guns and Tyler's Lobos. Let me look at their teams real quick. I got the roster. Let's see. The- now, let's see. Tommy Guns. He's got Garofalo, Dalvin. Devontae Freeman and Alvin Kamara. He's not taking a running back. That is correct. So who else? Tyler who else Tyler went zero RB. So ah, no. Oh my god, you want to hear a hell of a start, man? He's got Antonio Brown, Diggs, Mike Evans, and Cooks for the zero RB. No quarterbacks yet, but he just went straight wide receivers. Pretty hmm. solid course. So you gotta you gotta be expecting him to probably go running back here. Or quarterback. That too. I gotta tell you, man, I'm pretty interested in Zach Andrew Ertz. Lux. Andrew Lux left. Oh, so. Zach Ertz just went. I, I was probably gonna take him. Just went. Oh, you're so, up though. So I'm looking at, at Sammy Watkins, Josh Gordon, or Alshon. I mean, it's it's gonna be one of those three. Yeah, those are all like the same type of like literally. That's just the coin yeah. flip, a three way. If you could get like a three way coin and just flip it. Exactly. I'm I'm and was I'm probably gonna end up taking two of these guys actually, so um clearly Sammy Watkins would it's normally gonna be in my conversation for a draft pick. Um but out of Alshon and Josh Gordon, I think I like Josh Gordon more, man. I don't know, what do you think? Um, would this be your wide receiver one? This would be, unfortunately. I'd oh man. It makes it Dude. makes Alshon a little more attractive. Yeah. I mean, it's about the same, really, because Alshon's had a ton of injury history, and then Josh Gordon's had a ton of off-the-field history. Exactly. Um, mm, I'd probably go Josh Gordon. Yeah, I got They're Gordon literally in my rankings like is, is up by just a couple of spots. He's up one from me from Alshon, so they're literally like the same. If I needed a wide receiver one, though, I'd probably go with a less injury-prone just because that's how I would differentiate them. Um, not really a good way to do it. Yeah. So. I, I, I like Josh Gordon, man. That was a guy I kind of had my eye on anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger on him and, and be satisfied with a, it. Get you a PPR guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, as I, a wide receiver, too, and then, yeah, then you'd be set. This isn't going to so. post before, you know, before we draft a couple more rounds. I'm, I'm looking at Calvin Ridley, actually, in this league, probably in the near future. 
PPR guy for the for the future. I don't know about Julio moving forward. So I like Calvin. So I didn't like I didn't like Calvin a few weeks ago, and now I have like four shares of Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. So because it's smart to have him, man. There's I mean, a lot of around. Yeah, they said I'm all for these these rookie wide receivers being put in the slot. And he's ready like, to go, man. I mean, he he's yeah, a route like, runner, with good hands. That's the only thing I have against uh, the rookie wide receivers is whenever they're like like a number one quote unquote wide receiver, they just don't get off to very good starts. Um, I mean, Exhibit A, Corey Davis last year, mm-hmm. and I don't really like to wait around. I'm kind of impatient whenever it comes. I'd rather just buy him lower next year. So, am I up now? You may be. I know Tyler was picking, and you may or may not be up. Uh, my my draft is not refreshing right now, so I can't actually tell you. But yeah, I know Tyler was in between you. Who, what are you thinking here? Really, Derrick Henry really, or bust? I really, really want Derrick Henry. And if I don't get Derrick Henry, then I'm probably gonna try and trade this pick because there's literally no one else that I want. So. Let's um let's go ahead and wrap it up, man. Um, I just got informed that my name is not Bronze Plan; it's Browns Plan. Yeah, I was so gonna I'm let gonna you know. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go change that on MFL. So I'm gonna go do that. Um, you sign the people off. All right, man. Well, I'm at Dynasty Studs with a Z on Twitter. Andrew is at Wacky Pappy. Our pod is at DFD. Well, DF Dominator. Sorry. And uh, yeah, pretty good show. Thanks again to Dave, even though he's not with us right now. Thanks for coming on the show. We hope to have more guests coming up soon. And uh, hopefully we get off of here and I see LeBron losing. That's about all I got, man. Man, why do you have to go and say stuff like that? I got to get under your skin, man. I got to build a little bit of friction. We're always agreeing and shit, man. We got to uh, spice it up a little bit. Yeah, LeBron is better than Kobe, though, so it's okay. <sighs> Let's just go ahead and sign it off, man. We, we appreciate you if you made it this far. Pretty long show, so. Until next time, guys. Thanks. Whatever it takes. Go Cavs.